Please listen carefully. Welcome back to the Focus Target Podcast. This is your host, Smiley, with me today, Van and Chai. Gentlemen, it's been a while. Did you have a Merry Christmas, I hope? Yes, indeed. Yes, a very Merry Christmas. Yeah, it's your a kids very get busy a bunch, Merry Christmas. Your kids get a bunch of loot, Van? <laughs> An absolutely ridiculous amount of loot. Like, they killed the loot <laughs> goblin. They got more loot than they need. Like, I was seriously talking... I don't know, I don't know if my kids will ever listen to this podcast, but... If they do, um, they, they probably won't. <clears throat> However, one plan is to take like half of their gifts and just put them away in a closet or up in like the attic or something and then re-gift them to them like on their next birthday in six months. They won't remember, but like they have so many gifts. It is absolutely ludicrous. <laughs> oh, man. You know, yeah, I sound like I'm complaining. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm very blessed and fortunate to, to, to have so many people love our kids. But yeah. Christmas is a fun time when you have little kids. What about you, man? How, how'd Samsonite do on Christmas? He liked it. He loves the Christmas tree. He was like, oh, Christmas tree. <laughs> that was about as we, we had him open a couple of gifts and he was just kind of like, I'm just happy to be around. So he's a happy nice. guy. Nice. Um, so yeah, but it was nice. Sarah and I, you know, we, it's like COVID days. So we, uh, you know, just basically spent it just the two of us, but it was nice. We had a, we had a nice time. Had a do you do the, piece. do you do the fresh tree or do you have a, no, we have a fake uh, one. We have a fake one. Um, we used to do a fresh tree when I was a kid, uh, like every year. And like, I know how much work and how much of a pain that is. And, you know, maybe one day when when we do have kids that are a little bit older and, you know, for them, possibly. But as far as I'm concerned, I don't need it. Yeah. Yeah, we had a great time with the kids. We actually cut down our own tree for the first time. Not like we went into the oh, really? or anything, but they have like tree lots that you can yes, visit can... and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. So we did our own. It was fun. It is yeah. fun. When your neighbor's you yard with a chainsaw, you're like, oh, this tree looks one. good. It looked really good. Yeah. <laughs> Joe don't need this tree. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, Smile, are you, are you, are you by chance? It? Oh, sorry. I'm sorry? Go ahead. Are you by chance wearing a Christmas gift? Is that, I, am, I notice yeah. your uh, yeah. you like traditional this? avalanche uh, sweater is gone. Yeah. You've got oh, the snazzy yeah. new jacket. Yeah. yeah it's uh, showing off. Oh, oh what is that? It's hard to see. It's getting keyed out. There it is. Golden nice. pants, I like that. Yep. Yeah, Sarah got me this uh, for Christmas, so that was nice. And uh, I was telling Shy before the short, I also got a uh, "Ask Me About the Cosmere" uh, long sleeve shirt um, for uh, you, Brandon Sanderson fans out there. So I'm hoping people are, will see me out in public and ask me about the Cosmere. I would love to just start talking Stormlight or Mistborn with people. But oh dear. <laughs> what about you, Shy? Mm. Do you have a Do you have a nice Christmas? Yeah, it was all right. It was low key. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to hang out with Loki for Christmas. He sounds like a fun guy. I I don't think I would want to hang out with him, honestly. <laughs> Maybe not. Now, would Maybe you not. really be hanging out with him? Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Tom Hiddleston would be a nice, like, middle ground. Um, all right. So, we're back. We've been off for a little bit due to the holidays and due to, due to scheduling things. But we are here for the second half of our... Batman the Dark Knight trilogy podcast. Last time we kind of talked through Batman Begins and kind of got through most of the way through the Dark Knight. So we'll probably start today with any wrap up questions on the Dark Knight, get into the Dark Knight Rises a little bit, and then just do some overall thoughts. But of course, before that, we have a question of the day. Um, we also normally have a NHL segment, but we're going to combine the two today because the NHL has been off since pretty much the whole time we've been off. So the question of the day is, what are your thoughts on the NHL shutdown? And what do you think 
Uh, I guess I have a couple questions. All right. So to set the stage, NHL has been shut down for some teams longer than others, but for everybody, at least the last you know week or so, um, as it stands, teams are currently being shut down more on an ad hoc basic basis based on how many people are testing positive for COVID. But it seems like COVID, even amongst a fully vaccinated population of NHL players, is running rampant through the league. And like this new variant just doesn't seem to care that you're vaccinated um, because everybody seems to be getting it in the NHL. So the first question I have is, yeah, but the NFL just doesn't seem to care. They're just like, whatever. Um, (laughs) We're almost over. Just just push through people. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to talk about the NFL, as as Van I'm sure has cause to know. The Raiders ended the Broncos season yesterday, so that was that was kind of sad. Um, <laughs> I was hoping uh, we talk about it. Well, you probably would. I was like not hoping more than talk me. About it. You can talk about. I would it. not do that. We'll see if we have some time at the end. Um, but uh, <laughs> so, no, clever. See what I did there. Um, but uh, f- so what I want to ask about first of all is do do you think there's reason to believe that this is going to change or are we going to be dealing with these basically shut down situations throughout the regular season? Do we think this is going to impact the viability of the season being played? Like, are they going to have to, are they going to, are we looking at potentially another full shutdown, like another bubble situation like we had a couple of years ago? And then finally, like what, what are your thoughts on the impact to the competitiveness of it? Like, is it, is this season again going to have to have an asterisk to say, well, you know, we these teams played with half lineups and AHL lineups because they had so many people out versus this team didn't really get COVID at all. And so they had an unfair advantage. Like, it seems like there's a lot of things in play. Uh, so I'm kind of thinking, like, what are your thoughts and just what do you think should be done? Like, what would you like to see the NHL do? Um, they already canceled the Olympics. NHL players will not be going to the Olympics this year um, because of COVID. Um, but, like, what else, what else do you think? And, if, and finally, maybe as a one little tie-in, um, there's also the all-star break this year is I believe in Vegas, isn't it? Home, home right. for maybe, I don't know if that affects, I, I thought maybe fam might have some thoughts on that. If that impacted anything, but let me start with uh shy shy. What are your, what are your thoughts on everything that's been going down? I mean, you are probably the most in touch with the league in general right now, I think, cause you've really been into, you know, a lot of NHL podcasts and things like, you know, what are you hearing? What are you thinking? I, my initial thought is this feels like it could be a podcast topic. I'm feeling not a question of the day. There's a lot of questions. But Sorry. Let's try to give it. Let's try to give it short. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I think as a fan, it's it's rough because like especially the holiday season, some of us have time off. I've had some time off from work, and it's like I'd love to get some. Especially with the West following a West Coast team, I could stay up later, watch some games, which I normally can't watch, and I'm, I haven't been watching any hockey because they've all been all been canceled all the games. Um, but I mean. That being said, obviously, I understand the importance of the matter. I'm not holding that against anyone. I think that, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And so um, I'm not going to presuppose that I would be able to know a better way to handle the situation. Um, it's extremely complicated. But I think that when you bring up about a competitive, the competitive advantages, I think that's I've heard that on podcasts where they've talked about some matchups um, where some teams have played each other already where like like one team is at a serious disadvantage because they're a COVID protocol list. And it's yeah. like and maybe the other team wins or, you know, whatever. And it's like, is that fair? And like, how do you determine, like, how do you determine when to put, like some games are getting postponed, but like they were able to still field enough players because they called up two people from the, their like a, you know, the AHL team or whatever. And it's like, that's not equivalent necessarily. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, there's livelihoods at stake. There's money at stake. I mean, this is such a complicated um, issue. So, 
Van, what are your thoughts? <clears throat> yeah, I think the um, just the dynamic and the whole just everything changes so quickly. It's impossible Pretty to predict, dead. right? What's going to happen or what's Pretty not going to happen. It sucks that they shut it down specifically for or or um why I'm upset about it. Not well, in general, the fact that NHL's shut down sucks, but because the Golden Knights were on a tear, they're eight and two. They actually took the number one spot in the West. I think they're tied, or did they take it with the uh, Ducks? So yeah, they're yep, they're ahead of the Ducks. They have the same uh, points, but I guess they get it on where's what's the what's the, uh, the slider? Usually it's win percentage. Yeah, win percentage. So twenty versus seventeen, <laughs> that same point. So yeah, so um, they're on the tear, but now they've been halted. Um, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, you you got to stay safe, right? And when this thing's spreading the way it is, um, yeah, I don't have much to say about it just because anything we do say about it's going to be proven wrong in two weeks from now anyway. So I just hope that it it leaves as fast as it came. I know it's still new. And as you mentioned, it seems to be infecting everybody all over the place. It's 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 one of the quickest infection rates out of anything. But thankfully, if there is some type of saving grace it's that it doesn't seem to be as dangerous although they are all dangerous this one certainly isn't putting people into the hospital at the same rate as the last one so maybe if they find out that hey people are staying out of the hospital they're staying healthy um albeit they get sick we'll continue with protocols testing but we can keep playing at a safe rate they'll get back on the ice i don't know yeah we'll see abs were in the similar boat they'd want i think six in a row and then like nine straight at home or something and up until they had their yeah. weird COVID game where everybody was out and they lost that one. And then they've been off seven, since. yeah, seven, two and one. That's pretty, pretty awesome. That's pretty yeah. hot. Yeah. They, they've been, they've been feeling good, but um, I think it's been so frustrating because uh, having watched the abs for many, many years where they weren't very good that now, like the prime of like, like they've been so great the last couple of years, they have like a legitimate Stanley Cup contending team. They're a lot of times one of the top two favorite in the league to make the Stanley Cup. And they've had to do all this co- this nonsense COVID stuff. And it's like, I feel like it's not, it's like, why couldn't this have been happening when the Avs were, were terrible anyway and it didn't matter? You know, it's like we're, we're missing our window here. And it's, uh, it's unfortunate. But um, what I would like to see, I think Shai kind of alluded to this a little bit. I really wish that the NHL would put forth some more clear guidelines so it didn't feel so subjective uh where it's like here here's going to be the measuring stick all right if you have x number of players with a positive test the game's postponed on either team the game's postponed right like let's let's let everybody know what it is let's let everybody know and have kind of the same measuring stick because there's been a lot of talk about that where teams feel like they're having to play where other teams with lesser number of infections are getting canceled and it's like well why do we have to play shorthanded but they don't um I, I i've seen a number of different teams say that about different situations so it, that definitely sucks um i mean i guess you just hope that like van said they can kind of get it under control maybe if the more of the players get the booster maybe that'll help i don't know but it, it would it would definitely be a shame if they had to put the whole season on hold like they did last time because that sucked and yeah that was bad um it really derailed everything the only thing i will say and it might be inappropriate certainly selfish is that that's fewer games without eichel 
So <laughs> I don't know though, man. Like I don't think comes back. <laughs> I don't think your team can actually field all their players under the salary cap. So like I think they wanted him to be hurt until the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I right. don't know. It may actually be hurt you if right. the, se- the season gets extended a month or two. They may have to make some tough choices. <laughs> yeah. All right. Any final thoughts on the NHL? Hopefully we'll be back soon. Shy, you got something? Yeah, I guess it's not really it's more of a speculation or a thought. Like what does this yeah. look like long term? Like like yeah. how does this play out like months from now? Would like would they I mean like would they ever cancel the season? Would they extend the season? Like what if we come to the end of the season and some teams have just played more than others because like yeah. some teams haven't been able to get all their games in? Like Well you may remember yeah. I, you may not remember because I don't think you were mm-hmm. following as closely yet because the Kraken weren't in it, but the year they did the bubble, that is what happened. Like the Canadian side, their first round, like everybody else was doing first round and the Canadian side couldn't start because like Vancouver and Calgary, and, like they had to, like, because yeah. Vancouver missed so many games. It's like, we need them to finish at least enough regular season games to find out what the final standings are before that group can play. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think all those things are probably in play. I think it definitely helps that they don't have the Olympic break now because that gives them basically a two week stretch that they used to have that had, they had no game scheduled that they can cycle slot some of these in. But the, like, as you said, the longer it goes and the more they have to cancel, you know, right now they were making a comparison for the avalanche because the Avs have played fewer games than any other team in the league. Um, just because they had the light early half of the schedule right now, if the season ends on time and they play all their made up games, they play like 55 games in 115 days or something, which wow. is like the same rate as like the compressed season, which everybody said was like really crazy. So it's going to be interesting as teams, as you say, as more and more teams lose games, how do you make that up? And do you kick the end of the season out two weeks or oh, three weeks? It's I'm trying to, to get us the most up-to-date information. And they had the NHL had originally postponed all games till the 27th. Yep. And then they postpone them again until the 28th. Yep. And apparently, from what everything I can tell, the Golden Knights and the LA Kings are still on for tonight. So there's a couple of games right still scheduled tonight. Yeah. yeah. I think Tampa, right and, direction, uh, at least. Tampa and Montreal are also playing tonight, I think. Yeah. Everything was, it was canceled across the board through yesterday. And then they're doing targeted after that. So the Avs are supposed to play the 29th and the 31st. Those games have both been postponed because both Dallas and the Avs have a number of like abs have a number of people on the back end of the protocol and the, a bunch of new Dallas has just gotten a bunch of new positive tests. So they're like, we're not even having those two games this is a back to back against them. So abs are done for the year. Um, we'll see when they get back at it, but right. Well, right. we'll, uh, we'll, uh, let's move along and we'll, uh, you know, next time they will, we'll weigh back in and see, see where we are in two weeks with the NHL. If the abs have even played a game yet. Um, Such a bizarre time to live in. It really is, and you wonder if the end's ever even in sight. It just seems like it keeps mutating and varying, and um, I feel like if people would just get their stuff together, it would help. But you can't even blame America on this, which is kind of crazy. But like, I mean, this variant started in Africa. Like, it's not even about the government just threw up their hands recently and said, "Hey, look, guys, there's nothing we could do nationally to legislate this to victory. So you're going to have to handle it at a state level." Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well and who do who do you even blame because people who are getting vaccinated well, like you just said like the players who are like people who are getting vaccinated are getting it is anyway right so it's like right. i mean yeah nfl nhl yeah exactly yeah that's why 
Sarah and I have been pretty locked down because it's just so spready and we have a little baby that doesn't have any any ability to get a vaccine. So yeah. um, he gets a little bit of antibodies through breast milk, but it's still very scary. So, all right, well, let's move on to happier topics, maybe, because <laughs> I don't know that Dark Knight or Dark Knight Rises are really very happy topics. <laughs> They're happier than COVID cancellations, at least. There you I go. Think. You can you can put it into perspective, but um, uh, so yeah, uh, you know, last time we kind of went through the Dark Knight. I think we all agreed that it was really one of the best movies, really ever made. Like it's 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 really up there, and 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 rewatching it really confirmed that for me. I remember thinking that when I first watched it, on the rewatch, I felt like it. It's like wow, what a really great movie it was. Um, any final thoughts on that, or should we just jump right into Dark Knight Rises? I'm ready. All right, so Dark Knight Rises. I mean. A little bit of a different cast of characters, right? I mean, we have Alfred in it, but not really that much. He kind of disappears halfway through and you don't see him again. Like even, you know, you've got, the, now you got the Catwoman coming into play. You've got Bane, uh, who, as I don't remember if we mentioned this last time, if it was off the pod, like a voice that just, ha- like, so So for me, you guys, I think maybe had seen these in the past. I watched the original two when they came out, Begins and Dark Knight when they came out. I never actually saw the third one for some reason. Like, I don't I don't know why I didn't like it's Mm. like it was a movie I always wanted to see. And I just never kind of had an occasion to. And then when we bought the trilogy, I was going to watch all three with Sarah and she watched the first one. She's like, "Eh, not for me. No more. She's done. And so then I was going to like, well, I'll just finish watching myself. But um I never did until we came around till we came around talking about doing it for the podcast. Uh, so like I had seen Bane memes and like, I knew who he was. I kind of, you know, like that kind of stuff is kind of out there. And like, I just kind of, kind of pictured, I guess how I thought he would talk. I feel he, he was kind of going to be just like Batman with a, like a raspy, like, Oh, I'm Bane. Oh, you know? And then when I first saw him talk, I was like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it really threw my expectations. Yeah, for it's Bane. That's my name. So that was that was my first takeaway from Dark Knight Rises. What do you guys got, Van? Um, so I was prepared for said takeaway because I remember reading in development that um, his voice was extremely difficult for some of the um, original screening audiences to understand what he was actually saying. So they literally redubbed his voice over the character for the entire movie. Really? And so so sometimes it sounds, yeah, so it used to sound raspier, darker, not necessarily lower tone because it's the same voice, but yeah. they redubbed it a lot clearer and he's certainly speaking into a high profile microphone and all that fun stuff. So <laughs> I was uh, not a surprise when I heard that. But um i will say the opening scene is fantastic it really hooks you and gets you into the into the movie and is a pretty hard introduction into who this new character bane's gonna be yeah the airplane hijacking and everything Mm -hmm. and really just like the cult following he has too right because at the end when the guy's like about to jump out too and he's like hold on brother they're (laughs) going to be looking for a body and he like you know it's just like okay Yep, and the guy, and the guy's like, the guy's like religious, religious fervor, right? He's like for the fire and the flame, and he's like, exactly, exactly, and like you know, mm-hmm. he's like, you know, he's just like a master manipulator, like in a in mm-hmm. a way that the Joker was, but more like calculated, less like silly, more, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I all right, 
I'm going to start with this. I've, you know, I took too many notes again. I love this film. I love taking <laughs> notes. And there's just like so many scenes in this that just was like, that is so cool. And like, that just like breaks an expectation. I feel like you don't see in films a lot, but I want to start with this. Cause we talked about a little bit about it last time and we talked about the Joker's plan and how complex it is that it was too complex to happen. And I also think that Bane's plan was too complex to happen. Absolutely. And so and we're all on the same page here. The scene that bothers me the most, cause it's just, it is so complex, but it's, the training exercise for the police to go into the tunnels like it's like somehow they laced the concrete with explosives around the, uh, and i guess hold on spoiler alert i think we did that beginning of the last uh, episode we're gonna be talking details yeah. about the film that are spoilers so he's like 10 you, years old honestly you should just stop but, yeah. watching this podcast at this point if you don't want if you haven't seen it yet because we're gonna be talking about the movie the rest of the way but um you know they laced this concrete there's this game, this football going game going on this time. Somehow they knew the police were going. What they like had discovered, like Gordon's bot. Like there were like twelve things that happened at the same time, just perfectly. So that like the police would get trapped in the tunnels because of some random occurrence. So then the the football stadium would blow up. They could make their big reveal. And I was like, no, no, there's no way that this would line up like this. Like I just there's just too much coincidence, but. I love the movie. It's just that. How did Gordon end up in the in the water again? Right. Well, he, I, he oh he went he to chased pursue. he chased in the sewers, which that is That's such a right. cool scene as well. Like when the when he first goes down and they're in the tunnel and that grenade goes off, like and you see like Gordon kind of like you know because Gordon had become almost like I think a desk jockey by the end of Dark Knight Rises. I think we've only ever seen him kind of like more as like an office guy, but like he's got the service revolver in the sewers and like you kind of give that this glimpse of him as like when he was a, you know like a true detective probably and like Old just kind of like days yeah. and i think could i make one last i'm, I'm hog i don't want to hog the the podcast but i think i think gordon is a big star of this film and i love the scene later yeah. when he's in a hospital and his goons go after him and rot you know um um i don't remember the actor's name but the guy who becomes robin i guess theoretically um is like trying you know trying to like save him and walks into the room and gordon's taking him out <laughs> and like puts the you know the gun to it's like always check your corners rookie and it's like he's a badass like gordon is uh, he's a guy that doesn't get enough credit i don't think you know um for Isn't the actor's is grit gordon. like gordon levitt's joseph gordon no is it joseph gordon levitt i think so that's oh that's Oh, for the That's rookie Robin? officer, Robin. Yeah, oh, Robin. yeah, yeah, okay. Robin. Yeah. yeah, we know Gary Oldman's. Yes, yeah, so I was gonna say. I, I remember him yeah. from uh, the interview, and he had his puppy, <laughs> <laughs> Gordon Levitt, and he's just sitting there with a bunch of puppies. Yeah. That's a. That's a movie that probably deserves a pot at some point. But uh, some point. It, you know, it's pot it we deserve. It's not the one we need right now. Ooh. How it goes. <laughs> I like what you did there. Yeah, you know, this is another one where I, I definitely felt that shy. I don't remember that scene really bothering me. But, like, my my problem was less with the plan coming together and, like, than the plan's purpose. Like, I mm. just didn't get it. Like, it's like he's going to all this trouble to, like, turn the place over to the city and turn, turn the city over to the people and do, make it martial law and do all this crazy stuff. But he's just going to blow it up anywhere at the end. And it's like, well, what what are you teaching people? Well, like, I I don't know. Like, it was just weird. And like, how like all this time passes where like the the cops are just underground and the people like the streets have kind of gone crazy. And I'm just like, it just felt a little bit bizarre to me. Like, I, I didn't feel like it was very cohesive. Um, and maybe it's because it was the first time I watched it. I think perhaps the second watch through would both 
serve to really kind of, as I said, I think with uh, the Dark Knight, like let let me watch it with a very critical eye and say like, how realistic is this for these events to go inside and to happen? But also maybe just to understand a little bit better, like what is he even trying to do here? Yeah, I think this time being my third or fourth viewing, that part made a lot more sense to me. Like it actually clicked in a lot more why it was why he did it the way he did. Because you're right, like he just blown it up. But like he was trying to basically torture Gotham. And by like this idea, he kind of talks about it, but like by giving them hope when there was none, like a false hope. And like basically like just eating away at, at their populace for like however long, three, four months or whatever, where they don't, they're living in kind of fear, slowly kind of dying until, until the end. And I mean, um, I think, yeah, it wasn't just, just. They, they didn't deserve a quick finish. They had to, like, have a slow death to justify their, you know, decadence or whatever. Interesting. It was a long movie and a lot happened. A lot of movie. Yeah. Like, there were a lot of side stories and all yeah. that stuff happening. Yeah. yeah and we're talking about things that we didn't really like. Yeah. I, I, my, it's not a major part of the movie, but it's supposed to be an important part. Probably one of the mo- more important parts. And it's the fact that they, like, if we're finding things that are hard to believe, I find it hard to believe that they couldn't perfect the autopilot on his equipment on his aircraft. It's like, (laughs) that's the thing you can't do. Have you seen the type of equipment you have and the ingenuity and the genius in your development department? And you can't fix the autopilot, which is a uh, 50-year-old technology, but Bruce Wayne has to be the one to fix it? Come on. I thought that was kind of hokey because then you're like, okay, well, something's going to happen here because this is too obvious and this is too much of a, of a plot hole too. Yeah. I kind of felt that way with the climb where it was like really mm, big. That was another Bane's the only one who could figure out how to get out of there until that, like no one else could figure like, the dude broke his back. You don't get okay from a broken back and like, well, I can only assume he broke his back, right? He got the freaking knee on the on the back from Bane when he that, crushed That's the assumption. That they said his vertebrae was poking out of his out of his back. Yeah, so, so five months later you're doing these these fifteen foot leaps and and with a rope tied around your back where most of the impact's gonna be when you fall on your back again, like he would have just severed his freaking body in half the first time he fell. <laughs> like it was a little ridiculous. Yeah, so I little, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. No, please Shaw, you go ahead. I, I agree with that. I don't agree with, with Smiley picking on the rope like i thought i think that's i think that's ingenious actually i thought that was i think that's such a cool part of the film that like you have this idea that like this kid bane i'm guessing didn't care if he died he just wanted to get out of there so we didn't take a rope he was just like i'm either getting out or i'm dying and so he didn't and i think like that makes so much sense to me that way the way like it's like an impossible leap with like a safety mechanism like that's weighing you down basically i, I think this is a great scene when like that whole like with a chant and he's going up there without the rope and he's like at that moment where he's like i have to do this and he does it and it's, i don't know um i i didn't it's not that i didn't like the scene i thought it was a cool th- scene and it's a cool idea and it's kind of a little bit of a like a metaphor right like as long as mm-hmm. if you're holding something back out of fear if you fear like you can't truly unlock your full potential right like i'm fine with all that what bothers me is it's like this, this pit's been here for a thousand years and he's the only person who thought to try it without the rope he's the only person <laughs> well, who ever got that desperate what happened to after him like they all saw him do it they all figured it out like why are they all still down there like 
I don't know. <laughs> I, and I guess it doesn't bother me. I think that, like, part yeah. of it also is probably physically. Like, it's not just not the rope. I think physically yeah. you need to be able yeah, to make to the be, leap. So yeah, not every yeah. not every person in, in a jail, at least old, wiry men, like, who are not in great shape are going to be able to do it. And then also, like, I don't know. <sighs> There's, there's people, people are afraid to die. I mean, yeah. the majority oh, of people don't want to die. So. Me, but like, I always, right. just, I just kind of shake my head a little bit when it's like, the only person, there's only one person ever did it. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> and then like, as soon as I heard that, I was like, well, we know who the second's going to be. We absolutely know who the second person to do it's going to be. Like, it's just very predictable to me, but I, I mean, it was a cool scene. And it, like I said, I like, I do like, I enjoy the the lesson behind it to an extent. Um, all right, what else you got, Shy, on your on your super laundry list there? Yeah, I mean, um, I lo- oh man. So in Dark Knight, there's the phrase "the night is always darkest before the dawn," and there's a point in Dark Knight Rises where I feel like the night is darkest. And I think that, I just think like there's been an arc throughout the movies, right? Of like, kind of like this kind of like impending darkness or whatever things maybe viewing worse. And like the movies end normally on a decent note, but like the next movie gets dark or whatever. And so like, I was thinking as I'm watching dark Knight rises, there's like a moment when Gordon's been tried and he and the people are being sent out on the ice yeah, and the cracking ice sent to their, basically their, their death at that moment, they intercut to the shot of Robin trying to send the message down to his, his teammates saying, we're about to break you out. And he gets attacked by that commando and is about to get shot. And it's like, like within like a two minute span, it's like, everything's just gone to crap. Like everyone's in trouble. And then like Gordon looks up, or like, you know, like the kid, like, I don't know, like Gordon looks up and there's that flare that Batman's given him. He's like, light it, which puts the bat, you know, the, the, the flaming Batman on the bridge. And all of a sudden he shows up and saves Robin. And like, you know, it's just like that idea of like this quote from the second movie, this, the night is always dark for the dawn. I feel like really was fulfilled in this movie. Um, and it was like, that moment was like the darkest moment where like everything seemed to be going wrong. Um, I don't know. That's just yeah. maybe not worth, I don't know if that's worth talking about but i i i certainly see what you're saying i definitely agreed that that was probably deliberate um and i think it's a cool throwback but i also think that's kind of how every movie is to an extent like most movies kind of have that arc where it's like things are cool oh here's a problem oh now things have gotten way better Uh oh Uh oh big trouble big trouble you know and now okay now we have a resolution so um, yeah. It was a familiar pattern, but and like I think most movies, you, you could find a point like that. Um, but I don't think that takes away from what they did here. Yeah. Van, you got anything? No. I think you guys said it all. All right, Van, you got anything on your list for Dark Knight Rises? <clears throat> of, 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 of things we're critical about? Just in general. Just general observations. Good, bad, otherwise. No, I mean, I think, it's a, I think there's a couple of really cool quotes. In there that I that I want to get to at some point, but like what? No, I thought it was like? I thought it was a, a great great thing. Oh, we could, oh, we could just dive in right now. Yeah, right now. Oh, okay. That's my my favorite thing. Uh, did we actually have that on our? We did not nope. have it on there. Nope. So one of my favorite parts is I can't remember. And I was just looking up to see who Bane was talking to right now. I can't remember who it was, but Bane was speaking to one of the persons uh, towards the end of the film, and it's when at one point Bane seems like he's working with the evil conglomerate then finally he just takes upon himself says hey i'm the main person who's really oh yeah 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 um and but right before that switch happens he's like he's talking to that guy um i think was he one of the politicians i can't remember and he's like oh you better be careful because i'm in charge here 
And then Bane's like best response was ever. He just like everything everything turns at that moment. And you realize yeah. like, oh, this is really Bane's show. Like going forward, like nothing else matters at this point. And he just turns and he looks at him. He goes, "Do you feel like you're in charge?" He, he puts like, he puts oh, his hand God. he puts his hand next to his head like he actually yeah. touches him, and the guy Do shuts you feel up in charge. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so good. I love that line. I just love that line. And, and yeah, it's, that, was, that was a good part. A, yeah. It's just a good metaphor for, I don't know, I don't know, just people thinking that they're in specific situations when they never were in there in the first place. And he just completely calls them out finally and like, hey, look, we're going to stop playing this charade. Do you feel in charge still? And then that's, you could just see the fear in the guy's eyes and he's like, oh, hold on a second. I thought I was, but nope, <laughs> this is not happening anymore. Well, it messes with the idea of power, the power of money, right? Like how much, how much, like the guy thought he was in charge because he was paying Bane. Whereas Bane was a physical, yeah. was physically overpowering of this man. And like right. our society is built on that conception. That was like, that's one of the quote I had written down. Cause I think like that nice. breaks so many perceptions that we have about reality. And like our society works on this idea that like the people in power are in power because of their influence or money or whatever. Whereas like if an, if an apocalypse happened and we went into a post-apocalyptic situation, right? Like it's the big, the, the fast, the it's, you know, it's, it's strength is what, what rules and situations like when it comes down strength, to it strength and cunning <laughs> yeah no but yeah i think it's also it Which also was both. both he did uh it's also very much of a like dog off the leash type of mm -hmm. situation right where it's mm -hmm. like you think as you said maybe because of money or power or whatever you think you you've got this entity like bane that's that's obviously very uh very dangerous and you think you're holding the leash and then like when you find out that you're not anymore how that kind of turns around on him. Um, but yeah, that, that was an interesting, that was a, that was a pretty cool scene where, like you said, Van, like you kind of aren't really sure, like is Vane just a puppet of a bigger thing or like, you're like, Oh, okay. Now, now we see what's going on. It kind of turns out then, then they flipped it back and he still kind of was right, because right? then he ended then, up still being yeah. chick daughter, ghoul's daughter. Yeah. 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 yeah that, which was also, I don't know if it was necessary to put in there, but yeah. I thought I thought it was cool. well. Let's talk about that because I I did think that was kind of cool. I liked I liked that they tied it back to the first movie to remind us that hey, this is a trilogy. And like I always like when we remember our past when we reference the things that happened in in, in previous movies and especially this one. Like it didn't it, it felt like there there were a couple things that were throwbacks. I mean, obviously the whole Harvey Dent lie and 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 propagation of that was obviously a thing from the second one but like i don't feel like there was a ton that tied this movie back to the first one until you got to the raz al ghul connection mm -hmm. and and like i i did think that was neat um and i like how i liked how it was set up and you, i mean you could argue whether they planned it from the beginning or they just used the line but like he told that story when they were sitting sitting on the ice in the first one, I think they did a flashback to it right in the third one, where he's talking about what happened to his wife, like or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And it was like, oh, that like I never really thought about it past that. Like that was kind of like a Chekhov's gun, if you're familiar with the turn, um, where like they they put this out there, and like they never went back to it in that movie. We never found out any more about his wife. And now here in the third one, they they do, and it does come to bear fruit. Now I kind of like that kind of stuff, so I thought it was fun. What'd you think, uh, Van? You didn't, you weren't as a fan of it, is what I heard sure. earlier. What about you, Shy? Where, where do you fall? Uh, did you like that we kind of had the specter of Ra's al Ghul in that way? 
Yeah, I didn't mind it. It's never bothered me a lot. I will say, like, I think it does show. So I think if you look at to step back, like we can talk about the dagger Bane connection and how like the thought that money can can buy loyalty and how flawed that is. Dagger, like I think so many good mob films, the reason you have like 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 I will die for you loyalty and like the mafia is because it's like blood. Like there's like there's this almost like blood loyalty. There's like or like life debt loyalty, right? Like people owe things to each other. Like and I don't, you know I don't know if that makes sense. It's not money. It's like right. you know. I'm only alive because you saved me. I'm going to be your man, like, you know, or whatever. Um, Well, it's a little bit of, like, the, uh, you know, why do mafias always call themselves family? Yeah, exactly. Family. It's a mafia family because it's it's not just... Yeah, you're the point you're making. So, exactly. so I think like you like you saying it's like the spectrum of Bane. I think that's really cool because like you see where like yeah like someone can't buy him with money, but he still has, he's still human. You know, he still has that loyalty. Like he like those like blood ties and the sacrifice ties. I will say, Smiley, when you watch it a second time, there yeah. is some really cool stuff to see once you know that she is the enemy. Like when you oh, see her yeah. in situations that and then, and then all of a sudden things happen, and you're like, that's weird. How do they know? It's like, oh, because she was there. You know, like she's feeding information yeah. to people. So like that's why they knew that they were in this building and they were able to get her. And yeah. like, like it makes it's one of those movies that going back knowing that information. Like, oh yeah, all right. Like they thought about this. They didn't. They didn't just make a weird twist that didn't like make sense. And that's um, what I like. I like. I like when things are planned. You know, like I like when it's not just shoehorned in or they're just like, oh, yeah, you know, I mean, you you could find some way to rationalize how they knew this or how why they were able to pull this off. Like, I like when it's deliberate and you can find those ties. I feel like that's very rewarding. I feel like that's a Christopher Nolan staple, in my opinion. Like, that's why his movies, why I love his movies, I feel like, is because everything's very cohesive. And like, not that they don't take leaps, not that some things don't end up making sense. But for the most part, you can follow the thread. And look back and say, oh, there's a reason this happened. And when you pick up on it, you're like, oh, that's so cool. That's why the entire Gotham Police Department ran underneath. The <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I'm not giving I'm not giving that to Christopher Nolan. <laughs> Looking through Commissioner Gordon. I mean, what better reason to, to send the whole the whole fleet in? Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, you have to. Yeah, I really have to look and see if is there is there something that they did to coordinate like some. Because, yeah, that, I mean, that did seem a little bit like... No, because Christopher Gordon... Yeah, remember, so. Christopher Gordon wasn't even supposed to be brought to him. He kills his henchmen no, because no, they brought him to him. Like I'm just saying, like, is there some reason that they decided to commit the entire force? That they felt like they needed to do that? Because that does seem like a all-your-eggs-in-one-basket well, kind of gaffe. <laughs> it's because things... There was something that happened. Like, they were, they were realizing that Bane was an imminent threat. And they were like, we need to, like... We need, we need to take this seriously. Like, send everybody right. in. Um I don't know. Yeah. Mm. All right. Um, should we just kind of shift over to the overall trilogy or do you have more shy? Do you have more? Yeah, you can I make, to? can I make two final thoughts? Um, one is one thing that always bothered me was the ending. What the last flight out with, with the vehicle, you know, they did the teaser about the autopilot, which whatever. Um, but stupid. like That's the way stupid. they, the way that shot is like, it just looks like he died, right? Like, like you see him in the aircraft, they're flying over the base, still in the aircraft. He's flying over the bay explosion. It's like, well, okay. What? <laughs> and I, it used to bother me a lot. I've seen it maybe three or four times. Every time I watch it, I'm like, I hate this. Like, I don't understand like how this makes sense. You're playing with me. But I realized watching this time, like the movie, his movies are so often like parallel storytelling, whatever. Like it's not maybe specifically linear shot per shot. And like, there's a lot of cuts in that 
Yes. In that scene, in that sequence. That's what so I like, picked up this last time. So that's, it. yeah. So I'm just like, it doesn't bother me anymore. Because just because he's showing clips of him flying and clips of the aircraft doesn't mean that the clips of him in the air cockpit line up with those clips of, the air, clips of the aircraft. And like, I'm like, you know, I can accept it. I can accept that he's not in the aircraft. He makes it out. Okay. Um, I, I tend to be um, not scornful, I should say, of like false death scenes i really hate it i think mm-hmm. it's cowardly it's like if you're gonna go through this whole rigmarole to make us think somebody's dead they need to die all right they need to be dead and like if you pull it out once in a while for a, for a funny plot like i thought like the commissioner gordon one in the second one was good because it wasn't it was like he died but like they didn't it wasn't like this tragic oh no you know like it wasn't super drawn out i was like oh my god he died but then like you know it was a trick okay that was cool but like a lot of movies they cash in so hard especially at the end of this this dramatic death scene and then oh no he's okay everybody's okay we have a happy ending don't worry about it and i always i always hate that i always think that's that's dumb i thought this one i it didn't bother me too much um i actually kind of the only the saving grace of it was how they did it right like how we got that whole Alfred thing where Alfred's he's sitting, speech. Yes. Yeah. Can we, like, uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Can you talk yeah. about that a little bit? And like, I would, yeah, that might like, be a good ending place for just us talking about the movie. Cause that is yeah. the last scene of the movie basically. Well, kind yeah. of until Robin, but like, I don't know. I'm, I come from an Italian family. We're emotional. I, I cry at movies and like I'm, that yeah, scene gets me true. every time. That scene gets me every time. Cause you mentioned early on that Alfred kind of disappears. I think, the the, the, the the scene no the scene um the scene the last the scene when at the cafe scene? at the, the cafe no the, the gotcha, scene at the cafe yeah. when 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 um like alfred the, alfred actually sees him yeah, yeah but just like specifically like he tells this story like alfred like smiley said alfred kind of disappears halfway through the film but i still think he's one of the main characters because like yeah. Oh, yeah, he, he is. by him leaving he's like you are self-destructing i'm not gonna watch you do that and like it's like his last you know, it's like Batman's last kind of bastion support. Um, but just, you know, he tells a story to, to, to Batman early on where he's like, you know, when you were gone and the, during the events of the first movie, and this kind of maybe ties all another way of tying it all together. When you were gone, I was hoping you know, I'd go every year, I'd go to this fat, this, this cafe in, in France, order this drink. And I'd always hope that I would see you there with, you know, by yourself with a wife, whatever family. And then I would just get up and walk away and know that you were happy. And I never did. And, and, you know, Batman, you know, whatever. We're going to have to talk about the end of that one. But then, so the movie end, basically ends. There's a little bit afterwards. But it basically ends where there's a scene of, of Alfred sitting down at this cafe in, in Paris, getting his drink, looking around, reading paper. He looks up, and there's, there's uh, you know, Bruce Wayne with with uh, Cat, with Catgirl. Um, I don't remember her. Selena, I think Selena was her name. Um, but, and, and he just, like, looks at him. Bat, Bruce Wayne nods at, at Alfred. Alfred, you know, Alfred kind of, I don't even know if he really smiles. I think he gr- smi- gives like a small smile. Like, and yeah. then, but then, and he like folds up his paper, gets yeah. up and walks away. And it's just like, and I, and I ball, like, I don't really ball, but I cry. <laughs> like, like I, I tear up for sure. Because like, it's just, I think like you said, smiling, I don't, I also hate cheap deaths and like, and, but the, and maybe this is bleeding into the thoughts on the trilogy, but like, it's, it's a pretty dark trilogy you know like in general it's very heavy and so i don't know that if batman had died how that would have sat with me based on how like the whole trilogy had gone and maybe would have fit in maybe whatever maybe would have been fine but 
I think it kind of added not levity or humor, but like it added this like emotion, like kind of like maybe like an emotional relief. <laughs> like I didn't, like to, I didn't think for a second that he was really dead though. Like, yeah. and maybe that's why it didn't ever bother me. In See, the first I, place. I did, I guess. I, I, like, I thought they would kill him, but I just, I just don't think you can end up like. I just don't think you can end a Batman movie with him dying. Like, I just, it would take some real cojones to do that, I think. It's like. DC's yeah. done some weird stuff, but I guess it's have. more I recent know. than that, I guess. So. I would be shocked. I would, like, that's something that would truly be, I'd just be like, wow. Yeah. I can't believe that it ended. Like, same thing with, like, a Superman movie. I can't, I can't imagine Superman dying as at the end of the movie. Like, that would shock me. And I, we'd be hats off to any director that could pull that off. In a good way, but I mean, well, I, I whatever. That's a different conversation. Anyway, any other? I mean, we're getting we're starting to get a little, little low on time here. What do we still want to talk about about the trilogy? Should we do a quick ranking? I think we kind of did. We touched on that a little bit last time. Um, but Van, you want to rank them? Yeah. Um, from most favorite to yeah, <clears throat> yeah, least favorite. Num- number one, really good. Number one yeah. being. The best. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, number one. So it, I mean, it's two, three, one. I don't think it's going to be a surprise. Two, three, no. one. You go. Okay. What about you, Shy? This is. I, don't, I think this is impossible. I don't like. I like how Van <laughs> said it. it. What's your least one that's still good? Because I think they're all great. Yeah. Batman they're Begins is my. Good. Batman Begins is my least favorite. I don't. Two and three are probably. <clears throat> I. I mean, I. I want to say neck and neck, but I think the problem yeah. is when people, when I just say like one of my favorite films of every. <laughs> <laughs> when like lists of favorite films for the past decade come up, I don't ever think of Dark Knight Rises until I watch it. Like when I watch it, it's like, oh yeah, this is really good and it's great. But the one that I always think of is The Dark Knight. I mean, The Dark Knight is just an incredible film. So I got to I got to put I got to go with 2 3 1 as well. But like 2 okay. and 3 are like they're like they're there. Yeah. They're just like, yeah. I don't know. I agree. I think they're in their own league. And and one is I, still great, but I think 2 and 3 are in their own league. So I'm definitely going to I'm going to differ from you guys. Um I'll, I'll agree with number 2. And it to be fair, I have only seen the third one once and maybe that's part of it. Maybe if I give the third one a couple more watch-throughs, maybe it'll grow on me some more. But I definitely would put 2 then 1 and then a significant gap between mm. 1 and 3. I thought well, I always loved 1 even before the other I realized it was a trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. I, one I thought was so good and you know Liam Neeson is it's, uh, it's my boy. Why gone? represent um yeah. you know and like i think he's like as a ghost in part two. he does which i always wanted him to come back as a ghost <laughs> in star wars and he never did so isn't that weird like yeah <laughs> where's the force ghost <laughs> qui-gon yeah yeah hey listen we got an obi-wan series coming up you never right. know you know what oh man Darth Maul's still around allegedly and i was in the same literal fight so it's literal shy I mean, this is slightly off topic, but it's worth, I feel like it's worth mentioning. Have you guys been following the book of Boba Fett? Uh, it no. comes out tomorrow, doesn't it? Is it tomorrow or is it today? Yeah. Tomorrow. Uh, maybe tonight. It's the 29th is the date. All right. Then tomorrow. All right. Cool. But it, but it may release at midnight. I don't know how maybe, those maybe. Disney uh, Plus things work. Yeah. Sorry. 9 p.m. Pacific. Oh, okay. Tonight? Yeah. No, so I'm mid- saying if it, if it releases oh, at midnight. 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 So maybe it would be today for some of us. So, I'm going to watch it. I'm yeah. A quick anecdote. The first time I saw Dark Knight Rises, I would have ranked them the same way. And the reason, part of the reason, I think I wasn't super hyped by it the first time I saw it. But, like, when it came out, me and some friends went to a triple header. 
in an IMAX theater <laughs> where they showed them back to back to back. And that was oh, my first God. time seeing Dark Knight Rises, which was the third movie in like an eight hour stretch in this theater. And like, I was just not happy. I was not like, I've never done that since. Like as a, as like a 22 year old, I'm like, oh, this is gonna, you know, me and my buddies are all like, this is gonna be the best thing ever. And at the end, I'm yeah. like, I'm never doing eight movies in a movie theater again. Oh, that was, God. that was horrible. <laughs> oh my God. So, 12.01 a.m. Pacific. And oh, 301 a.m. Eastern. <laughs> They've been oh. doing that lately, I've noticed. I know, it's bullcrap. I liked it when it was midnight time. New York, because like, I always got crap at 9 p.m., which right. is fantastic. It's, it's called, you know, there's so much East Coast bias. This is one of the kickbacks to the people of the West. Come on. Yeah, but know. but there's no bias this time, because it's 3 a.m. Eastern. It screws both, yeah. yeah, everybody so yeah. it's a simul release across the whole country. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. We need midnight some, we need some midnight uh, UCT or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all right so trying yeah. to bring us back to our yeah, topic the last sorry. thing i have to say is just the amazing quote and it's we're kind of out of order here but whatever and it, it's it's i mean it's it's been said a million times everybody knows it by now but you know you merely adopted the dark i was born in it molded mm-hmm. by it when he was really trying to say hey look batman you think you're a badass you don't know anything about me let me tell you a little bit about me mr pretender sir and then yeah. he goes on to this nice little speech, yeah. and I thought that was I thought that was pretty pretty emotional, pretty impactful. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a famous one, a memeable one, if you will. It's been memed to hell, yeah. But yeah, that's it. Uh, overall, I, I think it's a fantastic trilogy, one of my favorite favorite trilogies of all time. Um, I put it above the Matrix, even. Um, really? Which which I imagine we probably have a matrixy podcast coming up soon yeah. what's, what's but, the status uh, on matrix 4 with you guys seen it we're gonna watch it soon hopefully tomorrow i'm hoping to watch it tomorrow yeah same. so all right so to give a little preview to the podcast people when we when we get our podcast back going um i think we'll do disc in the drive next time probably i think we've we've all got some discs burning our drive up a little bit I know Shy and I do. Haven't talked to Van about that, but um, probably we'll do a nice disc in the drive episode. And then I think I think you're right. I think probably Matrix Four has to be next. So you guys got a couple well, weeks. I mean, there's a lot going on right now. There's a lot going on right now. It's true. Um, yeah. But and we probably should give at least a brief Final Fantasy update, even though it's going to be disappointing. Some Here people. It'll <laughs> um, be the Smiley Show. <laughs> <laughs> i know advancement well, up to. i can't i can't say that <laughs> um we want to talk at all about the the actors and actresses that you know we want did we want to touch on heath ledger as the joker uh i thought we did that kind of did maybe we did enough in we, the last i think we week. did yeah, yeah. maybe we did um thoughts on christian bale as batman there's been a lot of batmans through time i yeah i agree he's a good batman but like he has a very unique lisp and an upper lip like nobody could f- freaking tell that he that bruce wayne was batman throughout the entirety of the films like that's absolutely ludicrous like <laughs> i don't know i, I think know. i think that's a common argument with most mass superheroes where it's just, i mean you always get the superman right, argument but somebody... that, like clark kent takes off his glasses yeah, but... and nobody can figure that shit out right but... right but how are they gonna yeah, prove it but... like you're saying someone's gonna like take photos of the police be like look at his lips and they're like I guarantee you, you you're right. Today, <laughs> go arrest him. With 8 million photos oh. of side by sides of upper lips. But how are they going to yeah, prove like, it? How are they going to prove Like, Like, I don't know if you can you map need, someone's lips. Need, I mean, you don't, why do you need to prove it? Like, if it becomes common knowledge, it's like yeah. everybody believes it. Like, you don't need to prove right. it. Like, but then people, when you do have it into the metaverse, not, yeah. not a, not, not a, not a nod to Facebook at all. 
But when you have it in the metaverse, and I hate that he changed the whole thing to meta, because now every time everybody says meta, they think of Facebook. Anyway, little rant of my own. Um, If you put it out there in the metaverse, imagine how many times, like, people are going to be like, okay, Batman's here. Does anybody have eyes on Bruce Wayne? Like, once they start making those connections, and you have the whole internet coming down on him together, dude, there's no way he'd be able to keep a secret. That's the thing, though, is I think masked superheroes, like, I mean, that came about in, like, the what the 40s or 50s where that got really big whenever yeah. that was like they don't really make sense today because i mean think about it, like to your point if somebody came out as like a mystery man like not only would do people have the technology and the phones and the pictures and the internet to be able to find that out but like there'd be an obsession with it like it seems like not only do they not pick up who batman is like nobody seems to care <laughs> like can you imagine if there was like a batman like people would be going crazy trying to figure it out. There'd be theories, there'd be discussion. Like people wouldn't let that go. And like in these movies, they're just like, yeah, nobody knows who he is. Yeah. And yeah. he's, he's a strange guy. Like nobody knows. Nobody it's, knows. A, it's a, it's a, it's a movie. I mean, they can't, yeah, it's I a know. two hour movie. They can't show every aspect of the mister. Like, there's that, there's All that. The police that... can't go under in a sewer once. <laughs> there's a reference Oh my gosh! There's a reference it's, in the second one where it's like, "Who who's your suspect?" And he like throws this thing at trash. He's like, "There's a little sign that says like Elvis Bigfoot, whatever." It's not like they're not trying to figure out who Batman is. People are trying to figure him out. The police are trying to figure him out. People are trying to figure him out. Like, I don't. Whatever. Whatever. It's a movie. Whatever. Right, right. Like you said, it doesn't make sense to spend a lot of time on that for the sake of the movie. Doesn't add anything to the movie. But in reality, like I agree with fan. Like he'd be unmasked in a day. And like maybe not like conclusively proven, but like everybody, everybody be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's totally that's totally Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I will say for Christian Bale, so, I didn't, I didn't. Oh, go ahead. Uh, who wants to go? Who wants? Who wants no, it most? You, you go because you're still you're still on this tangent. I was gonna yeah. take it somewhere else. No, I was gonna go back to the original question about what I thought was Christian Bale. So if anybody has, yeah, I'm going away from Christian Bale. I'm going to somebody else altogether. So I just want, I just want to say, I think you guys be giving the internet too much credit. I just want to say that. Like think There's of no so way. so as as a movie audience knowing the secret, we're like, oh yeah, Christian Bale's Batman, Bruce Wayne's Batman, whatever. Like remember, Bruce Wayne's a spoiled kid who's running his daddy's corporation, playing with models and driving a sports car. Like so, you're saying that like a masked and you know cape crusaders running around, and everybody's like, oh, we gotta get on Reddit. His lips look like yes. I'm I'm trying to think what of like I'm who's a hundred percent definitively is if Mark Zuckerberg put on yeah, the same yeah, fucking that's Batman Mark, mask. That's Mark Zuckerberg's lips. I mean. No, I know exactly what it is. Yeah, exactly. I just don't think the mask covers that much. Yeah, I'm 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 on team fan with this one. Like, no. I think I think it's unlikely. Be checking birthmarks and dimple like pointage yeah. and like oh my god, there'd be so many analysis. It'd be crazy. People would lose their shit on that. Absolutely. Instantly. And, and you would just draw the connection. You'd be like, oh my god, yeah, this dude has the money. He has the free time. Like he could totally be doing this. And like never would have expected it of him. But there you have it. Like, yeah, I'm. 100% with you on that. I don't agree. You do not have that much faith in the internet to figure these things out. That is bizarre to me. Yeah. No, I think that we're... I th- no, my thing is that we have pre-existing knowledge, and so we're giving we're giving more credit where, where credit is and due. But. Wouldn't that be an, an interesting movie where there's a superhero, like a Batman movie, where you don't actually know who Batman is? Mm, I like we're it. like we're like or like no I it like can't be it. batman because you know batman's bruce wayne but it's like, an interactive right. experience basically yeah. you're guessing like, who who yeah. the and you actually like have a, a number of people who yeah. maybe it it's be. called scooby-doo 
Maybe yeah, it's a video. Just, ga- maybe it's a video know. game. Maybe the point of the video game is to discover mm. who this masked vigilante is. Yeah, and let's and get wonder... Z on the horn. Let's get Arya as the code, and I think we're good. <laughs> and we'll build our own version of Reddit so that all the players can all the players can get together on this like digital yes. sub community to like figure it out together. We're it's going good down. Thing we're not broadcasting this to the whole entire world. Our yes. idea. Okay, it's <laughs> yeah. a great idea. We do not have this copyright, so if somebody wants to take it, go ahead. It's too late for us. Right. Uh, except EA. EA. You're not allowed to take this. Is, it's a yeah. good idea. Yeah. Oh, right. can, I make, can I make my point <laughs> real quick? I just wanted to answer the question about Christian Bale's Batman. Yeah, I, I did too. I haven't had a chance to talk about Christian Bale's Batman either. <laughs> We're out of time. How do we always go over? Because we spent so much time talking about making video games. Um, I thought he was a great Bruce Wayne. Yes. I thought he was as Bruce Wayne of a Bruce mm. Wayne as could be. Yeah, I didn't it. think he was the Batman. He is Batman. Perfect. He was okay. I he was agree. fine as yeah. Batman. Liked him more as Bruce Wayne. Wouldn't it be cool if you did a Batman movie and you had two separate actors, one as Bruce Wayne and one as Batman? No. And then you didn't brilliant. know. That's a horrible, that's a horrible idea. No, it's, it's brilliant. It might be a horrible idea. Somewhere oh. in between. Like a okay. black Batman and a white Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That would be cool. That would throw people. Everywhere. No, I think that's no, no, that, that's stereotypical. It's gotta be a black Bruce Wayne and a white Batman. Come on, man. You can't have Ooh, the I like it. The black guy mm. wearing a black suit. I mean it. that's just not yeah. Dude, yeah, we can figure this out together. Alright, my last point that I have, and it's a very, very short point, is he was way too trusting of Catgirl. I'm gonna use it. I know it's Catwoman, but I love how you said Catgirl earlier and I'm I'm sticking with it. He was just way too yeah. trusting. She burned him yeah. so many times, well, and then he ends up even, going off and allegedly trusting. marrying her. Like, it wasn't really even trusting. It was more like un- bamboozled. Un- unshakable conviction yeah. that she was really good no matter what. Like, right. that, like deep down, there's a good person there, and even though you're going to keep screwing me over, I'm just going to keep yeah. trusting. I guess trusting is the right word. I'm going to keep counting on you until you do the right thing. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I mean... Do you feel like her conversion there at the end to the light side? I don't know if I believe it. Believable. Even today, I don't know if I believe it. So I'm I'm still on the fence. I, I, I think, think that's fair. Yeah. That's a fair criticism. What do you think, Jack? I mean, I like it. I don't know. I think that it's I think that it's a good sign of someone who like doesn't think they have any chances left, and so they've kind of just like given in to like the the degeneracy or the you know I don't know the darker like side it. of life, and like someone puts their faith in them, like and they're like at first they're like I don't deserve this. I'm gonna keep being it, you know, a dick. Or whatever because like you kind of see the transformation for from her like she starts off as like just a callous criminal and he starts like trusting her and she's like like it's almost like she's doubting herself or doubting him or wants him to not believe in her and i think at the end he kind of breaks through where where you know like i mean i don't know i think that's i think it's very basically real i think it's very real actually um, that's basically the whole plot of raya the last dragon if you haven't seen it on disney it's a great movie great kids film Shy, did you want to talk about your thoughts on Christian Bale? I don't you think you, su- you summed it up perfectly. He's a great, great Bruce Wayne. Okay, Batman. I really love how Dark Knight Rises started out. I kind of feel like we've we've missed the ball a little bit by not talking about kind of well, him like really... hiding as a recluse. Yeah, and like how like he's kind of the underdog of the film. Like Dark Knight, he's kind of the badass to to a certain extent, like physical badass, and you know, indomitable, you know, whatever. And like this one's kind of like him not realizing his limits being crushed and having to kind of pull, pull back up and then like rely on others. I think it's really cool. There's a lot of teamwork involved in this film. He needs a lot of help and he's willing to accept it, you know, at the end and, and they all work together, but except when he made the impossible jump, he didn't need anybody's help there. He just made it. Someone had to tell him, well, someone had to tell him to do it. I mean, someone had to say, you you don't, don't use the rope. All right. (laughs) 
gentlemen, any final, final, final thoughts before we get out of here? It's a good podcast. I think, I think we, I think we did well. Casting. So we only talked about Heath Ledger and Christian Bale, but the casting, we mentioned this, I think at the beginning of the very first podcast, the casting is just on point. Like so many good characters and so many good roles. Morgan Freeman, Play such a good character, Michael. Oh, you know, Michael Caine. I, Michael, I don't know. Those those two guys especially. Like, is there anything they're not good in though? Like, they're just masters of their craft. I I love Michael Caine. I love Morgan Freeman. I think they're both awesome in like everything I've ever seen them in. To be honest, I do want to. Oh, go ahead. You got something, Van? No, I was just giving you a thumbs up to take us out of here. I was just gonna say I love that he banged the bad chick without realizing it instead of Cat because I kind of thought he was gonna get with Catwoman earlier and then he he ends up getting with the with Razal Ghoul's daughter instead and like I don't know I like that that was a nice twist where like he gets with her and then uh, then it turns out she's the bad guy and he's like oh what have I done I thought I thought it was dope do you think she's pregnant maybe maybe Razal Ghoul <laughs> and Batman will have a common descendant. I mean, well, wait, she, she died. Die? She died. So like, yeah. it doesn't matter. I can't remember if she died or not. Yeah, she you dies. They saved the... her embryo. When did she die? She's like dying. She's like one of the cheesiest death scenes of all the movies. She's oh, like in the cab of that vehicle that had the nuke in it. She's like looking at him and like oh, she's dying. Yeah. She's like, you know, like... <laughs> you can't stop this. Yeah. yeah. Penguin. <laughs> oh, dude, I want Danny DeVito back as a penguin. <laughs> yeah. Danny DeVito, another guy who's never been in anything that I haven't liked. Uh, because he's he's amazing. All right, uh, final final question for you guys, really quickly. Well, no, maybe this will be question of the day. Question of the day for next podcast. Never mind. I have a good question. Oh, yeah. okay. Question of the day. Question of the day right. for the next podcast. We'll right. look forward right. to that. Okay, right. ladies and gentlemen, if you have any feedback for us, if you'd like to talk about Batman, uh, any of the Batman movies, if you want to talk to us further about licensing our idea for a video game where you don't know who the the masked hero is, the consultant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like let us know about it. We we're on Twitter at Focus Target. We have a YouTube channel focus target podcast where all of our previous uh podcasts and some of the side stuff we've done are i don't think any of us have been streaming much recently but some of our streams are there um we've got an email best way to reach us focus target podcast at gmail.com and of course we are broadcasting this live on switch we do it usually every other tuesday around this time so uh, you can try and catch us live uh that's twitch t- twitch.tv backslash focus target podcast so for smiley van and Wait, that's not how we do it. Uh, thanks for being with us. On the- it's been a long time since we've done podcasts. I'm sorry. For the Focus Target Podcast, I'm your host, Tommy. This is Shy. I'm Van. As always, cover sports. We're out. That's, that's how it's done.